0: Porque ahorita Good afternoon you are listening to Keeping it 100 with Jose Kindelaro, the final episode, the final episode of the podcast and with that I'm bringing mm-hmm. you some uh, intellectual gold here at 103.5 FM WNHH newhavenindependent.org your home for community radio powered by La Voz Hispana CT. Today I'm joined by uh Monoliths Monoliths are a community Gary Tenney, uh retired fired firefighter, right? Now commissioner now Uh, advocate, now community servant on many, many levels and many, many programs, he could run down his old resume himself. Uh, It it would take me like half an hour. Uh, Across from him, if you're watching us on Facebook, is Darnell Goldson, a member right now on the Board of Ed. I don't know how how much longer, but he's on the Board of Ed. Uh, He's a former alderman, another individual who has dedicated his life and most of his extra time to, uh, to his community, so I I thank you both gentlemen for coming by.
1: Thank
2: you. Thank you for having us. Um,
0: you know, my, you know, my discussions are general discussions. No, Gary Q was hounding me all week. <laughs> Wait, what's the
2: topic? What's the topic?
0: Uh, there's, there's plenty of topics. Last, you know, on Monday, Rodney and.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie and Kimber came over here on Monday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: talking about a blueprint and all that.
1: What's the blueprint? Well, there's always a blueprint against us. I don't know if we have a blueprint to move forward, but I know there's always a blueprint in other communities to 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 manage their to manage the city, and manage us. Um, I hope that we we have a blueprint. Like when I was young, I don't know if you remember, there used to be this organization called the Black Elected Officials. Remember, they used to they used to meet at the Elks. Mm. I was I was young. I was probably about so like
0: a, a like a black caucus. Like it, was, a, it was like a black caucus. Uh-huh. The
1: state senators. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they were all meeting they okay. met like once a month, and I was a young type then. I was about 18, 19, 20 years old. I always wanted to be in that room, mm. you know, because I knew that it was decision. I just wanted to sit there and watch them, but I could never get in there. Mm. Um, and it's, it's disappointing that it's not a, it's not around anymore, you know. It's and they used to, you know, we didn't fight each other for crumbs. We worked together to make sure that we all were in place to make sure that we could take care of our communities. And that's how they used to do it in those days. We don't do it anymore. We fight each other like crabs in a barrel, you know, pull each other down, um, to try to to, try to get ourselves up for crumbs. It's, it's ridiculous. but
0: uh, Crabs in a barrel effect that, that's okay. taken part in New Haven. I mean, part of it is society okay. as a whole, you know, the advent of technology and all, and, you know, it separates people. You know, you got apps and stuff, and you get your information elsewhere. And you find that information viable, even though it's not coming from the actual source.
1: So I don't. So I don't think we have a blueprint um, yet. Or I think some people have a blueprint for their own personal mm-hmm. um, goals. Um, I don't think we have a blueprint for, as a community, and it's, it's kind of sad. I used to. I mean, you know, Gary is. Gary yeah, was born in '64, right? Yes. Yeah. So Gary's a few years younger than me, but I used to admire him because he was out there early, mm. taking beatings for for being an advocate. And I, I remember Gary would walk into a room and people would, like, run out because you know, they didn't want to be near the guy because he was radioactive. <laughs> to, I mean, to, to this day, yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. I, I've, I've kind of emulated that a little. You know, I... Mm-hmm. I, you, know, I changed. <laughs> you know, change. It, it, you know, you, you you advocate for the right things, and I, I don't have a problem sleeping at night when I do that. Mm-hmm. When I look at myself in the, mor- in the mirror in the morning, but I used to admire the guy and, and, and his gumph, um and then um I found out we were relatives so <laughs> then I said okay now I see where it comes from and whatnot he's got some of my blood in him <laughs>
2: and <whatnot>. yes indeed <laughs> I uh, no but I mean at an early age I was exposed to some you know some mess and uh, I really uh not only raised my awareness but showed me systemically if you want to make change you have to be consistent
1: mm-hmm.
2: you have to be consistent you have to be passionate about um, the issues that, you know, we don't face as an individual, just as an individual, but for the masses, for the community. And, uh, and you have to let folks know right off the bat that you're, you're not the one that's going to, you know, they're going to give you, <clears throat> excuse me, the crumbs, uh-huh. so to speak, for your elevation, for you to elevate. And uh, I never accepted that.
1: You also have to have allies. And, and oftentimes, when, when you're guys like us who are like, you know, banging up against the wall, trying to open up for other people, allies don't come very easily because, you know, they don't want to get, again, they're the radioactive guys. Um, so he very effectively used the court system that his, as his ally. And I, you know, I also respected that. Uh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when you have to, unfortunately, you have to sue. You uh, look at your unions, you pay union dues and and some of the unions i mean i'm definitely supportive of unions, but when you have to fight and 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 fight your own union and you're and you're paying union dues so in a sense you're you're using they're using your money
0: to fight mm-hmm. to fight you um i mean you're you're involved in one of the biggest lawsuits <laughs> in the city i mean you change the whole system how it operates right. Uh, what does it, what does it have to come to lawsuits to change the system? Yeah. Yes. You can't come in through the, like the traditional no. voting someone in and getting laws passed. No. It, change does not, you don't think change can come about that way anymore?
1: No,
2: no. I mean, diplomacy and, and, and sitting there and, and making these agreements again, if, if you're going to be outspoken and if you're not going to agree with everything they feel is the right thing, um, uh, it's not going to happen until you, you litigate, unfortunately. And then force the forces to be. The forces know that uh, litigation cost,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and
2: uh, on both ends.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> to defend you, you also got to put up some good money.
1: But but a lot of people are feeding off of that bureaucracy. So um, even the you know the guys with, with getting the crumbs are feeding off of the bureaucracy. So they're not going to give it up, you know. And, and so you have to go in there. You have to fight. You have to fight, and you have to threaten lawsuits. And you have to do all kind. I mean, I've been, just, just at the last meeting, I, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, they were trying to give out something like six or seven contracts that didn't have an RFP or bid process. Just one person making a decision who was going to get those contracts. And I was like, how did it even get this far? It was actually to the point where it was on our agenda. It had gone through a committee, it had gone through staff, mm-hmm. and it had gotten to our agenda, and, and all there needed to be was a vote from us. And I said, look, I'm telling you now, I, I know I don't have a majority here. I can't even get people to second my emotions now. I said, but if you guys pass this, I, I, I said it really clearly in, mm-hmm. in writing, so it was clear. Mm-hmm. I said, you all know that it didn't follow the procurement policies, didn't follow our policies, didn't follow pol city policies, didn't follow federal federal money. I said, I'm just going to have to go and, and report this to the appropriate authorities. You know, They pulled them, sent them back to the committee and said, okay, we're going to have to get uh, bids. I mean, these are these were contracts that black contractors, local contractors, could do. Mm-hmm. Photography, but one of them was a f- for photography.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, to take pictures for our media for our our magnet program, which oh, which, which, okay. which is a whole other thing, which I which I hate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could get a local guy. We got some guy from I don't know up north somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. doing this. And they said, well, he's been doing it for several years, and we feel comfortable. And I don't care if you feel comfortable with him. You know, this is a process that was put in place so that everybody has a fair shake at it, especially our communities.
0: I, I, I'll be honest with you, as even as a, a citizen in this, in this city, I still don't know how the bids work. I don't <laughs> know how to go to look for them. I don't know where to go find them. I don't know That's who's eligible. Deliberate. I, huh?
1: That's deliberate. That's the, by design to make it more difficult for other people to be able to bid. For instance, uh-huh. as you may remember, I just had a hearing at the Board of alders recently about the transportation contract
0: yeah yes you were you were right on on uh, it's, it's,
1: like, it's like 30 million dollars it's like 14 percent of our budget it's probably the biggest contract that the that the board of Ed has mm-hmm. and they put that thing out for bid with 30 days notice now you got a 200 bus 27 million 30 million dollar operation and you expect someone to come in and be able to bid against the incumbent with with 30 days
2: no, no. Yeah, it's strategic to
1: say the least. It was done yeah, it was yeah. done deliberately. Now, thank goodness, we had mm-hmm. that hearing. Mm-hmm. People are listening now. They're now gonna put up the bid six months in advance. That will give competition a chance to come in. Wow. Why do we want that? Because that could that could save us money. There's no guarantee no, that it's gonna save us but money. But it's a healthy process. Competition breeds excellence mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: I'm gonna just ask Gary to step up to the mic a little, bring the mic towards you, because I, I want everyone to hear uh, the the baritone in your voice. <laughs> okay. The baritone in your voice—that
1: perfect. Now, now <laughs> we've right. arrived. All right. Um,
0: You—you're you, part of the commissioner now. Commission. We got bidding issues for several contracts in the city. What's more important, education, the bidding process? What what should we focus on in this city? <laughs> right now i mean,
1: there's so much going on bidding is important because bidding um determines how much money we have to pay out for the services that we get okay. right It's also important because those contractors that come in they hire people right mm-hmm. are they going to hire our people or are they going to hire people from somewhere else are uh, they also pay wages are they going to okay. pay good wages are they not going to pay good wages all of that stuff mm-hmm. is important And at the end of the day it's important to our students because if you could get a a twenty-five million contract, as opposed to a twenty-seven million contract, that's two million dollars that we can now spend on our on our on our kids, mm-hmm. public safety program. Yeah, like, like <laughs> <laughs> for instance, for instance, absolutely, <laughs> wow, absolutely. Yeah. So, so it's very it's very important, but but it's not the most important thing. But it's certainly something we should focus on mm-hmm. um,
0: because it affects our children, it affects the system, it affects. I mean, we were talking about uh, the. the Um, uh, truancy rate that we have in New Haven, like forty-two percent of the kids are already uh in 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 jeopardy of being being held back. And part of it we were talking about was the the busing system and how it works. Because I remember last year, like the bus didn't show up. I was just like, yeah, you ain't going to school today.
1: Shameful. It's shameful. Mm -hmm. First of all, we shouldn't even be having this crazy busing system that we have right now. Forty percent of our, I mean, we have kids in my neighborhood. My daughter grew up in. 20 years, she grew up in our house, and she barely knew the neighbors because they were all going to different schools mm-hmm. and catching different mm-hmm. buses at the same time because mm-hmm. of this stupid magnet program that's supposed to desegregate the schools. And all it did was destroy our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. quite frankly, mm-hmm. and drain a lot of money out of our communities. I mean, the bus company that, that now runs you know, the First Student is an international company. They're, I think their national off, office is in Switzerland or something. Mm. Uh, I mean, that money is being drained out of our community, back somewhere else, which is bad. not, um, not, not, our communities and not our people. Um, and it, it's, it's shameful because at the end of the day, it didn't really desegregate our, our schools No, and it costs us more money yep. and we actually, the last couple of years we've been getting fined because our magnet schools are not meeting the desegregation goals. Wow! So they actually fine us for that a dollars. $200,000. It's ridiculous. Wow.
2: Yeah. And then, and then I just wanted to piggyback on that. We talk about collectively, you got all these different agencies. You talk about bidding and bid wars, and you talk about employment. Mm-hmm. When you look, at the, if you look at the data pertaining to the folks from the New Haven or greater New Haven area um, who are attaining these, these career paths, jobs, making over $100,000 a year, um, the, the data speaks volume. I mean, you, you talk about black and brown people from our communities, um, when you look at, them at hiring opportunities, uh, you know the, the numbers don't lie. So when you introduce programs like we did over 13 years ago at Hill House, the Public Safety Academy, mm-hmm. and what it did was introduce fire career paths, not only fire, public safety, over a thousand career paths that young folks can tap into. But not only that, but to get these certifications so that they're job ready, they're career ready. So when we go to hire, you won't hear the the mess, the lies, the narrative that. We can't find qualified people mm-hmm. from the New Haven community. They're not certified. Mm-hmm. That, that aren't certified. certified. Okay, so here you go 13 years ago. Certify them. Certify them in your high schools. They're New Haven residents. They're going to stay in your community. They're going to coach. They're going to coach the little leagues. They're going to coach uh, Pop Warner football. Mm-hmm. They're going to play a major role in your communities. And when you talk about mentoring and all the mental and psychological challenges that we have right now um, and that we've always had. These are ways to change those things. And and if if if, if certain folks, if, if it's not their idea, mm-hmm. then, then they don't want to support it, even though they know. So here we are 13 years later, and everybody's talking about, well, maybe we need to talk about career paths. <laughs> 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 Duh. It, it, has I mean, been,
0: it was there before. I mean, no a word. lot of it did get wiped out by the monies that got dried up during the Bush administration when they really – they cut off everything. The United ways changed the way it gave up monies, mm-hmm. and the, the city changed the way, because that's what led to the, to Latino youth being shut down, to the Q House being shut down. All those monies got dried up.
1: Well, quiet as it's kept, first of all. Go people got to give this guy his kudos, because he fought. I remember, I was at the mayor's office when he was fighting for this thing. Mm-hmm. And he fought long. It it didn't just he didn't just say let's do this and it got done. He had to fight and he had to fight and he had to fight and he had to go find funding and he had to do all kinds of stuff. And, and even then, people were like, ah, eh, you know. And it because he he was right. It was because of the messenger, not so much because of the message, but it was because of the messenger. Mm-hmm. It was like if if it wasn't their ideal. Then they didn't want to support it,
0: but I mean, that's that's still in New Haven It still exists. I mean, even right now, if he comes up with this idea, no one's going to support it because it's not theirs.
1: And education has never been designed for our community, anyhow. I but, mean, uh, I mean, he, he, he I, mean that. I mean, look, look, you think about it. I mean, you know, slavery. First of all, they made sure that we weren't educated because they knew how important it was mm-hmm. um, for for growth, mm-hmm. and, and that educated slaves weren't going to stay slaves for very long. So they made sure that that they weren't educated. And then after the Civil War and after um, black folks were free, they, we had the Jim Crow, mm-hmm. where, where they said, okay, we'll, we'll give you a school. You know, we'll give you a school with no windows and and, and no resources, and, mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and you guys could walk 10 miles to it, you know, and, and, and we'll see how that works for you, right? And, and, then, and then when we had, um, you know, Brown versus Board of Education, um, those folks down there said, okay, what we're going to do is we're just going to start our own schools. You know, mm-hmm. if we're going to use our tax money to start our own schools for our, our white folks, you mm-hmm. still are going to have, you could go to the schools we used to go to now, but you're still not going to have the resources. Mm-hmm. And even today, you know, I have people, I had people, someone called me the other day because, you know, we just, um we just approved um a, a contract for the for the teachers, which is probably historic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like 15, I saw that 15% Monday, over three Monday, yeah. years. I mean, it's it's really making up for a lot of... Um, Long overdue. For, right. For, for And, you know, someone said to me, how are we going to pay for that? And I said, well, first of all, my job as a, as a member of the Board of Ed is not to figure out how it gets paid for. My, because I'm not authorized to raise taxes. I'm not authorized to, to bring money into the system. I'm only authorized to, to, to determine what needs to be done in our system, what resources need to come in and, 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 and to... Give them the authority to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, so my authority stops at saying this is what we're going to pay the teachers. Now it's up to the mayor and the board of alders and and the governor, you know, and the state representatives to figure mm-hmm. out how to pay for it. Mm-hmm. That, that's not my issue. My issue was is making sure that we have the best resources possible in this school system so that our kids can learn. And I keep telling my fellow board members, I don't care how much it costs. If we need it, then we need to do it. And, and the fact is, school system doesn't exist without two consist- constituencies students and mm-hmm. teachers everything mm-hmm. else is fluff mm-hmm. administrators superintendents they're all fluff mm-hmm. without those two you don't have a school system so if you're not going to pay your teachers they're not going to come what kind of school system do you have
0: uh one where where uh the teachers get poached the, the ones that for you know going to the private sector and
1: i heard your story about be, your daughter that- i heard your story about your daughter and how our system were failing kids like your daughter you know, who didn't give them the resources that they needed to be able to accomplish or at least not to be able, not to be able to accomplish, but have to work a little harder yeah. to accomplish. And and, mm-hmm. and, and the, you know, your daughter and my daughter and, 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 and our daughters are no, no less intelligent than these kids that grow up in million dollar. Um, no, they're not. Income families. Nope. They just don't have the resources. that, that these yeah, They're,
0: they're have. just coming from better school systems mm-hmm. right. that, that provide them that level. Because some of these kids come as far from Fairfield, Greenwich. Mm-hmm. But they come to, from these school systems that prepared them. Yep. And got them to that point where they can slide. But uh, she and a lot of the other students that came from New Haven are all in the same classrooms together. Because they're doing algebra. they're your ninth grade doing algebra with seventh graders. There's seventh and eighth graders Uh in her room because everyone that transferred in has to start at that algebra one level because they were not prepared to step into something higher. Same thing with the reading. She was not grammatically correct. If there's a reading issue in the city, there is. She has no grammar at all. So she's not getting the A this semester because of her grammar, not because she cannot annotate. She can't do all the things that they taught her. But she doesn't still she doesn't have the basic to excel in this program. So I told her, I said, just get the work done. I'm not going to hold you to any standards because it's pretty obvious you're not well equipped. It's going to take us a year to equip her with the necessity the tools for her to succeed next year. So we wasted a whole year on her now. $61,000 wasted from t- for me because I can't use that. We can't use none of that.
1: That's a failure of our system. And and the only two that I don't blame for that failure are the students and the teachers. I put a little bit of blame on some of the parents that are not that are making sure their kids are not going to school. I mean, we have kindergarten kids who who have just as high an absentee level as mm-hmm. as high school seniors. Mm-hmm. You can't blame that on the kids. That's the parents right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a failure of our system. And and quite frankly, I take it as a personal failure as a member of the board of this board for seven years and not to be able to make progress. As much as I fought for it, as much as I fought to make changes, it's still a failure on my part because it didn't get done. You know, And, 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 and the worst part about it is nobody wants to put blame on anybody. You know, I've, I've a couple of times in the last couple of meetings, I've said to the, to the superintendent, how could this happen? Like 179 days instead of, instead of 180. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to do 180 days. We only did 179. No, I saw that. Now, now, I said, now this
0: year, you got to add a day this year.
1: I, so how does that happen? How does that work? you got to add a day this year. I, I, how does that, how does that make sense, though? It doesn't make sense. You, you still jipped everyone last year. That's right. But how did it happen in the first place to make sure it doesn't happen again? And the superintendent said, oh, you know, we don't want to assign any blame to anybody. Well, somebody's got to be responsible for it. <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to decide, I'm going to blame you for it. You know, and, and, and then you, fix, you figure out how to fix it. We had um, just recently, and I'm going to shut up, but, but, just, <laughs> but, but just recently we, we had a report about mm-hmm. attendance. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. And the state called um, our people into a meeting because they said, these numbers don't make any sense. Davis Street School, 98% chronic um, 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 absenteeism. So that can't be right. And if what? it is right, then what's going on, right? 98%? So the, super, well, the superintendent said, well, it's a problem because the accurate numbers are not being put into the system. I said, okay, well, who's responsible for the, putting the numbers in? Who knows? She says, well, you know, it happens at the school level. Well, who at the school level? Well, we're not going to get into that. We don't want to blame anybody for it. Well, how do you not fix it? I mean, it's ridiculous. If you don't know that your kids are not coming to school, how are you able to deal with the issue of them not being in school? Because my, you can't my, teach an empty chair. My daughter was almost
0: held back because of her absenteeism last year. Because wow. we spent two years on a family vacation at the beginning of the year, we spoke directly with the high school. We told them we we're going to spend time at national parks for a couple of weeks before she starts the school seat the school year. Cool. By the end of the school year, though, I was getting notices that they were they were threatening to hold her back with a straight A. So then it became this big old game. Of who is accountable for these absentee and who do I talk to? And I went to the school system. They sent me to the school. The school sent me back to the school system. I gave up. At the end of the year, I was like, you know what? If they fail her and keep her back, I'll just sue. Because it's, it's I've tried my best to find out where the system works. And it, it doesn't work. It's flawed.
1: Nobody takes responsibility.
0: No one takes responsibility. I, we were trying to change some of the absentees no. because she was going through medical and some doctors. They, they, they We don't know who does that.
1: $16.5 million that. Dollars on administrators in this system, and we couldn't count to 180. Say that again, please. Say that again. $16.5 million dollars spent on administrators in this system, and we couldn't count to 180. We no. couldn't keep track of how many days our kids were, and
0: there school. was no one to blame. Not one, not one person.
1: Nope. Okay. Superintendent's not taking the blame, and she's not blaming nobody else.
0: Well, she's already out the door, so I don't know how much you know. <laughs> it's like me; I'm quite quitting already. I'm not. You see me? I'm not even drilling Gary today. <laughs> <laughs> on, I'm, uh,
2: no, you I'm just, just taking a day off. Uh, you know? uh, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you do all the talking. You know what? I'm sitting back. I'm listening, <laughs> and and you know, we uh, unfortunately. You know, years and years, and you continue to advocate and fight for change, and it's quite obvious what we see in front of us. Um, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna just uh, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, in the fire service, they came up with this thing called CPAP, Physical Agility Test. Mm-hmm. Very limited access to it. It's at the Connecticut State Fire Academy. Um, that being said, this ha- it's become a prerequisite in some departments. In order to get on the department, you got to pass this CPAP. Mm-hmm. One, you got to call and test for it. The classes fill up right away. But my thing is, here you got a, a prerequisite, something that you have to have. And mind you, I'm, I'm thinking about um, right now in Hamden. Okay. Ham, yeah, Hamden, yeah, yeah. Fire department. Mm-hmm. Zero females on the department. Okay. Z- zero. Mm-hmm. Never hired an African-American and Hispanic female
0: uh they've hired fem- no females at all or just
2: well, you had one recently she retired but currently you have zero zero
0: and if you if you don't have any um minorities period african-american or hispanic
2: right now i think you have well, you have a couple of hispanics that just recently we became commissioners in, uh, recently and we fortunately we were able to to hire um, um a diverse group of folks okay um uh, we do have an active list right now but Going back to the CPAP mm-hmm, certification, mm-hmm, if you don't have the CPAP, you can't enter the fire academy. CPAP, one thing it costs, mm-hmm. limited access. But my argument was, okay, if this is so important for entry level, won't we do this then? Okay, you do the CPAP. Well, you set that as the prerequisite. But every year or every other year, make sure that everybody that's on that line, they should have to take their CPAP. Mm-hmm. If it's so important mm-hmm. so you can get on the job, put a 200 pounds on and you can't can't do the job mm-hmm. so my argument is every time we try to position folks from our communities to get to a place where they're hired they can be hired they raise the bar yep. mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. strategic yep so if you have a department and there's no females mm-hmm. there's no african i'm not saying you have i think seven or eight right now in hampton hmm no,
0: uh, it compares to how many total firefighters, real quick. I mean, right
2: now, I think you're around 98.
0: So, seven out of 98.
2: Yeah. Okay. Continue. But these numbers aren't, I mean, I- I'm going back. You look at 1970s, back in the 70s, 14% of the fire service were African American. Right now, we're at 7%. In New
1: Haven? Wow. No, Hammond, internationally. Hammond. Oh, okay. uh, no, international. all, oh, internationally. Oh.
2: We're down to 7%. Wow. And what happened is we used to have consent degrees. We had lawsuits, that, mm-hmm. you know, George Sweeney, the Firebirds. But we've had these type of lawsuits all over the country just to make sure that there's a, we're trying to level the playing field so some folks from our community can attain these jobs. So here we are, 2022, we're at 7%.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's unacceptable. Yeah. So if you, if you identify a problem, like to what you were saying, if you identify a problem, you see a problem, and then you say, wow, we set up a program in the schools and certify these young folks, get them ready just like you have the volunteer departments. Mm-hmm, get the, mm-hmm. And this is what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did, we saved some souls. You know, but you don't hear about those great stories. Um, you know, I, I've had a mother, mother approach me and one of our first young ladies part of the public safety program. She said, you saved my daughter's life. She was on a path to mm-hmm. destruction. Mm-hmm. And to this day, she's, she's, she's doing very well. Nice. But that being said, these career paths are life changing and it, and, and they're not just for an individual, and fi-
0: and fi- but financially in their neighborhoods, their families. Yep. I mean, on a, on a firefighter's pay, it's not great, but you can still live in New Haven and under oh, with, the, with that kind of money
2: and generational. You still,
0: generational and then you can provide better education and opportunities for your, for the, your kids, your family but, and you stay in your neighborhoods because most likely if you're hired in mm-hmm. New Haven, you're from New Haven, it's, it's very unlikely you're going to move to North Haven.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wait well, a minute, and then, minute. And then, minute. then you're keeping Hold the on. money. And then Hold you're on. keeping the Where money. You live again? I live in Hamden. Okay. Okay. But yeah. I keep close. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but I'm right. I don't and want to say to where, where I'm doing New Haven, by the way. So let me no. put that on the record
2: I'm, I'm
1: right on the line. you on the line. I'm still in New Haven. Yeah. Right. Oh, all right.
2: <laughs> but my soul and my I'm still I'm doing a lot of work still in New Haven.
0: I, I'll be honest mm. with you. The African American community in Hampton is, is grown significantly. Oh, absolutely. Significantly, between you know the New Haven Town Line and the railroad specifically, because mm-hmm. once you go past the railroad. And uh, the Hamden shopping, it turns into a whole different community. When I was a kid, you that. couldn't go to
1: Hamden. You couldn't even go to Hamden. It, 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 was, like, it was like the East Shore. You just couldn't go there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember driving down um, Dixwell Avenue when I was really young and having some kids throw rocks at us. You know, because we were going out, we were trying to go out to that little mall area. It wasn't even really a mall at the time. And mm. we were riding our bikes out there. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and it was notorious at one time. You couldn't draw, you drive past that, 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 what is it? Um, Burger yeah. King over yeah. on Hampton and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You pass Arch Street, Arch, Street? Arch, yeah, you would get stopped.
2: Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. But going so, back so to back
0: to your point, yes, yeah, so yeah,
2: My uh, point, I. Uh, <laughs> so
0: it's so it's it, it's interesting that you you've been attempting to fill a gap in the system because every time there's a, a gap in the system, there's a certain amount of inequality. You step up with an idea, and but it doesn't take root. Doesn't doesn't grasp. What what is what is it going to
2: Well, one of the major challenges was, you know, not only, again, you're fighting your union because your union said, well, Uh and and when I was doing it, I was volunteering. So they Uh couldn't dictate Uh how much time I spent Uh in the schools. You know, I got it off. I'd go right to the schools. Uh Um, And so they couldn't tell me what to do and how to do it. But anyway, that being said, you have a game plan. You have a a strategic game plan. You have something set up where your success stories are going to be, you know, they're going to rise. You're going to have these individuals that – you would never, I'll give you an example. I uh, had a state forensics lady come in, and she uh, she did a PowerPoint. She said, how many young folks in this room are interested in police, fire, public safety? Um, she said, police, raise your hand, maybe one or two. Fire, raise your hand, maybe six or seven. Then she showed them again the presentation, and it talked about the forensic side of, of policing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it talked about all different, you know, it just wasn't the, the beat cops walking the beat yeah it talked about uh, some, of, know, the background science. some science. of the science the science, the exactly. science behind forensics it. yes um and then she asked the same question the, the majority of the room raised a hand now they're uh, interested uh-huh. so what i'm saying is is if we expose our young folks to these different career paths and don't tell them if you're if you're not this if you don't major in this you don't major in that you're not going to be successful uh-huh,
0: uh-huh.
2: it's they're, they're limiting their ability to 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 be successful Mm-hmm. So give them the options. Put these things in front of them so at least they can see. And sh- if, if they see an interest in it, then they're going to take it and run with mm-hmm. it. But you got to give them that opportunity. So at some point, when are we going to say, we have to change? If, <coughs> if it's not working, change it. Uh-huh. And you have the resources.
0: But it's working for the benefit of some people. Right. That's... <laughs>
2: Um, but I'm and yeah. The
0: people that have the is working for the pimp. People who have the influence over right. the change.
2: That circle. That the s- circle. That, that yeah. network. But we have to, in order for us to see systemic change and and change, we got to think about the village, the community, and not just about our own circle. That's right. And with that mentality that I'm good, you know, I'm good. I'm coming. I'm coming. Working, making six figures. Right. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. But how about the other folks? Mm-hmm. And that's right. where my passion lies. Is about the other folks. I'm good because of other folks, right? You know, because of our elders, yeah. You know? But we've all done. I mean, we've 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 fought a good fight, but we have to continue fighting, and we can't put our guards down and 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 think that nope. we're in a good place because we're not. No, nope. and that number of the black firefighters throughout the country—that's that's,
0: that's staggering. From fourteen to seven percent, cut yes. in half.
2: Yes, fifty
0: fifty yeah. percent decrease. If you want to talk about numbers, hundred percent decrease. Yes, fourteen to seven percent. Minor my, my African Americans, to be specific, is that the number for yeah, yeah, for African American firefighters internationally? Yep. So that in 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 the world, I'm just shocked that you guys have been fighting inequalities your whole life, mm-hmm. yet you've, you've you've seen things regress.
1: Yeah, <laughs> instead mean, of it, move forward, the, the, it, we, we we learn the system, we learn how to to, I would say, manipulate the system so it works for us also, and they figure out that we learned it. So they changed the system. And and like, like he says, you know, um, they just add more stuff to it. Change the goalposts. Mm -hmm. The goal line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They move the goal. I've heard that that saying a lot. Yeah.
1: And and it's, it's blatant
2: and it's strategic. It's blatant and it's frustrating because what's happening too is they're, they're laying some individuals to rest. They're making them feel comfortable so that they can say, Oh, I made it on my own Mm -hmm. merit. I'm, right, you know, right. He's, he's throwing up right.
0: air quotes, by the way.
2: Yeah. Right,
0: <laughs> but, Gary's right. throwing up air quotes as he says that.
2: Right, but it's so, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's disturbing to say the least. Because you know, you see it done for some folks, and then you see it. You know, one folk can go to one man can go to jail, one woman can go to jail, and then the other one could get a raise.
1: Well, it's even. I mean, wow. look, at, look at health. Look, look at health care, right? I mean, uh-huh. Gary's. Gary's been fighting this fight for a long time. I have a son who's, who has sickle cell, mm. you know, and and quite frankly, it's, it's you know, it's really a black disease. Mm. So it doesn't get all the kind of press and it doesn't get all the kind of funding that all of these other diseases
0: get. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, you know, and, and I remember my son going to the hospital and and some of these doctors, I mean, these doctors have these latent racial, racial thinking. Mm, uh,
0: yep. Undertones and, 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 there. And, and
1: they're thinking that my son is coming to the doctor so that he could get drugged up. You know he's he's coming to the doctor because he's having intense pain that none of us could ever want to experience, mm-hmm. of experience mm-hmm. and could understand. You know this pain that comes from within, and um, and and they just didn't understand it. And, they, and and still today, you know, especially adults with sickle cell who try to go to the hospital and get relief, they're they're treated like like drug addicts, uh, uh, and, and it's frustrating.
2: Yeah, and this year, you know, we started a, a, pro, a boot drive ring the bell for sickle cell here in new haven okay and what we did was i'm sure you used to see the the firefighters out there with their boots yep collecting for a muscular dystrophy so we started doing it for sickle cell also and and we fared well we were doing really well one is a great look for the community because it showed you care about a disease Mm -hmm. it predominantly affects african-americans but also the hispanic community they're Mm -hmm. second they're number two Mm -hmm. but that being said being the least you know you talk about funding Um, And you just hit on it. The amount of funding that's going towards it is very limited. So here you got this year, I think last year too. um, They pulled back and said, we're not doing it anymore. Uh, New Haven. So I don't know if you were, we we had a a press conference about a month uh, ago, right in front of the firehouse. mm. We were so taken back by the fact that the the department, the union didn't support, want to support our efforts. And And the
1: reasons why?
2: A safety issue
1: safety right so
0: they want they want they don't uh, yeah, <laughs> re, let's recap here so you have a movement that's raising money for a fund that does not get any attention you brought attention and funds to it successfully but because of the of a safety issue you are now discontinued to promote this event
2: well, that yeah that was what uh toy what,
0: what was the safety
2: issue? Can we get into that? Us going into the middle of the street. I said, but aren't we in the business of safety? Aren't we firefighters? Aren't we heroes by doing you know this sickle cell efforts, this outreach? Um, we should want to do it. And, but and,
0: when it was done for MS, it was fine,
2: right? And, okay, just checking. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> it, you it's had no. Just going back. Yeah, no, you didn't have any. Kick, you know, and Better we do. fought for the and Mr. Rawlings, who is the director of the sickle cell over on michelle's house on um uh-huh. on chapel uh-huh. um was just so taken back by the fact that you know we didn't want to do it fortunately bridgeport firefighters fire department stepped up and did it and raised over nineteen thousand dollars. oh slow clap to the
0: bridgeport wow. fire department for stepping it up
2: yep the, and you, now, along they, with the fire and
0: uh, wow. did, did they had did they have a safety issue over there
1: no. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I
0: mean, just checking. And, and have I, you been
1: to Bridgeport? I, oh yeah, I've seen how of, they drive. I wouldn't <laughs> cross those streets yeah, anytime. Um, <laughs> I've seen how
0: they drive in Bridgeport. Well, right? that department <laughs> did,
2: it and and then, you know, and then you you get phone calls from the sickle cell community, mm-hmm. and I didn't know you mentioned just I. The reason why this was brought about, my best friend had sickle cell. He passed a couple of years ago. Kurt, my condolences. Yes, okay. I know Kurt very well. Yeah, and right. I grew up with Kurt and Kevin, okay. and and then I started seeing the you know, the, the movement and how the, 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 the disease wasn't embraced. Then I started going on calls and seeing a young, this young girl. I never, um, we, I mean, we must have had a call. We had to go to her house maybe three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. She curled up in the corner. She's in so much pain. And folks are like, well, why are we getting called for this? I said, do you know what sickle cell is about? Mm. I said, if I grabbed your elbow and crushed it, that's what they're feeling right now. And mm-hmm. then unfortunately a lot of them are allergic to some of the pain medications. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about addiction and all these other challenges, but you, for you to be, and this is what I mean from hiring within, because mm-hmm. if you hire somebody from your community, they're going to be somewhat familiar with sickle That's cell right. mm-hmm. and they're going to be show more empathy
0: and in in leadership positions, not just hiring people of your own. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about interleadership management, decision influencing, positions within your organization quite
1: frankly i didn't know i didn't really know about the disease until i married my wife and she she already had a son who was like eight nine years old he had sickle cell i didn't understand it at first i was like what's going on you know Mm. and then then i did more research and learned more and understood more and and whatnot but but you're right i grew up with a guy graduated from high school with him never knew that he had sickle cell i knew that he had a problem Mm -hmm. he was out of school all the time longhorn tim Mm -hmm. longhorn and, um he eventually died, I think, like maybe five years after we graduated from high school, but I never understood the disease, even though he was in school with us. I mean he was a good friend in school, but you know even our community is not aware of it unless unless they get educated, so certainly their community doesn't
2: so that's yeah going back that's why the awareness was so important so what better you talk about making the community aware is putting a firefighter out there with a fire truck mm-hmm. with signs you know talking about I can't uh, folks are driving by elderly. Oh, Gary, this is great! You guys, you know, my niece, my nephew, blah blah blah. They, you know, they went through it, and their life expectancy. It's, it's
0: I will say, right. I'm just shocked. As I didn't even know that Hispanics were number two on this list. I didn't either. Uh, you, you, yeah, you, I, I'm super educated now yes. and informed, and with just that alone, I, I got. I'm going to go do more research yeah. on it, and I'll see right. how I can get involved in, and yeah. and bring an awareness to this because you yeah. know, there's things that are, are do affect us disproportionately because a we're in the urban setting. We're in this concrete jungle, so and then we don't have access to the, the straight Same nutrition. Mm-hmm. We don't even have the, the air quality. is isn't the same. <laughs> Let alone in the inner city than it is in, in, in your beautiful part of Hamden. <laughs> 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 All right. The, the air quality. <laughs> <their> air quality. <laughs> Just saying, the air is air, a little easier to breathe out there than it is here in, in the inner city. But we have the, these creates these, these physical and healthy inequalities mm-hmm. that pro- disproportionately affect our communities. Yes. Then there's no awareness. There's no money. There's mm-hmm. no one even knows that. that I mean, for, for years, asthma was a big issue. Where, where, right. where did that go?
2: So imagine having sickle
0: cell and asthma. And asthma. But, but, but right now, we don't it's even mention there. the asthma rate. We just rate.
1: don't talk about it. The asthma rate is still crazy in the city. I mean, think about where they were building all of these apartment complexes, all of these low-income apartment plots next to highways. Yep. With all that exhaust. hmm And then they wonder why these kids out of, in those places were having all these asthmatic issues. hmm
2: And then you talk about school, you know, attendance. <sighs> and then if you're not sympathetic or you're not, you, you're not aware of the challenges of sickle cell. You know, because, again, that's right. a lot of folks missed school.
0: Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, Once yeah, they go
2: right. into a crisis, that's right, they got to go to the hospital. That's yep. Right. He missed a lot of school. Yep. Yeah. And so how about when we talk about scholarships? There's a young man that's in uh, medical school right now um, that's on the board of Sickle Cell. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about scholarships, let's look at, you know, giving these young folks scholarships and opportunities to to persevere in life. You know, but there's so much. It's all about funding and awareness. So if you're against awareness and if you're against funding um that should tell you you know i just i i you hear what people say but you you know again you
1: see what people do you see their actions
0: i think i think people are afraid of uh educating
1: well there's a there's, there's a, a educa- movement against the, it the, i mean this the, whole crt nonsense it, it, there's a movement against educating our children and educating them with facts we want to give them a bible and think that they're going to be able to survive in the world you know you learn from that bible no you know they need to learn math and arithmetic i mean I'm, I'm, math and respect, the same thing math and 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 learning and how to history and, hi- and, their own and history, history for their history. sure their and history let me tell you an Not example history. let me tell you an example of a racing history that's happening right now okay all right obama school Op- the school over on uh, by southern connecticut okay. we just we just renamed that obama when i was president Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a and,
0: school that is located on the grounds of Southern Connecticut University I, and here in Westville. And
1: I pushed to rename that the Obama School. First of all, there's only like four schools in the whole New England area that are named Obama, and three of them are like charter schools. Okay. It's the only public school in the area Wow. Um, that, that's named after Obama. And we fought hard to get funding for that school. I was president of the board. Hart was mayor. Taisha Taisha um, um, Walker was was president of the board of alders. Mm-hmm. We fought hard. First year it was it was it was knocked down. We fought hard to get funding for that school next year and got it. Mm. Okay, they put up the the school opened while while Hart was still mayor, while mm-hmm. I was still board president. Mm-hmm. But they didn't put the plaque up until after um, leadership changed. Mm-hmm. So the plaque in the school says. Mayor, uh, what's this what's this guy's name? Uh, Elker? Elker? Mayor Elker. Mayor, Mayor Elker, uh, you know, <laughs> El- I'm trying to forget. Mayor <laughs> Elker's name on it. Then it has the small letters, Mayor, to- uh, Mayor Tony Harp. Mm-hmm. Then it has um, the, the current board president, Yersinia Rivera, who wasn't even on the board when we actually fought for the funding for that or built the school. <laughs> History is written by the victors. <laughs> And, and they've, a, they've, erased, <laughs> they've erased people like me and and Tony Harp who actually fought uh, for for that and 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 that's how history is shaped in this in this world and it's and it's
2: it's well, well you know well again that's what I, when I when I talk to some of these young folks not only young uh, folk, real older quick, folks real uh,
0: quick uh, Howard Boyd
2: Howard S- Howard
0: yes. says good morning my brother
1: Howard good morning old man. <laughs> his mother his mother fought hard in this in this city for years for for equity for for blacks and for women yes, did. yes indeed yes, and yeah. what was her name Ann, Ann boyd uh, it, 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 educate me and boyd worked with walter brooks and and mm-hmm. all those guys to to make sure that that town that part of town was represented fairly mm. you know, she was a legend yeah wow
2: and and then that's this you know we had Miss Wells who was one of the first female commissioners who that's was right. very instrumental in hiring uh, um, folks of color. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that being said, boy Howard and um, you know, but these are folks that we all grew up with, and we know the importance of mentoring and, and, and advocating for change. Uh-huh. But what I want to say to if I really quick, go ahead, go ahead. To the to because the y-
0: Dross is going to come in here and give uh, us some, give us a finger in a second. So let's okay. go. <laughs> okay. To, to the younger long, generation. <laughs> uh huh. Fly, time flies with knowledge is, it, is this yeah. at this rate.
2: Right. And there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. And you talk about community service, and I just want to say this, folks. You talk about work ethic and community service. If your work ethic is good and you stick by your community, you can be vocal. You can make a difference in many lives. And that's what I always stood by because I you, knew. But you're saying consistent in what? Consistent. Consistent. Just because just be consistent. Be consistent and don't change for anybody. There you go. Do it if you believe in your heart is right. Make it happen. Don't talk about it. Do it and don't be afraid to do it. And don't don't let folks convince you that you, you what you're doing is wrong and you, you're the boogeyman. <laughs> and yeah. so is that, that things said,
0: said, this it sounds like you're, you're using it as a therapy session. These are things that were <laughs> used against you, Gary, over time. Yeah. Do you feel like people were shamed? They shamed you. They they put, tried to put you in a box. They try to, do, you know, belittle your thoughts and and what you did. I mean, t- I'm your therapist. Well, well sure. no,
2: I'm very proud of what I mm-hmm. stood. I didn't stand okay. for self. You know, I mm-hmm. got plenty of opportunity, plenty of offers. Gary, why don't you go sit down somewhere and we'll take care of you? Mm-hmm. I said, but I wasn't raised that way, and, 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 and I'm not. I'm not the one. So don't come with me with that garbage. That being said, be consistent and and, and care for your community and care for these young folks out there. They need help. And uh, we need to help them.
1: I've had the same experience. You know, it, it's like you know, people are still surprised when I get up and actually advocate for the community. Mm. And, 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 you know, I, people make comments all the time. They write comments in, in, in this paper. And, you know, mm-hmm. why is he such a loud mouth? He's just trying to get attention. But I'm mm-hmm. not trying to get attention. I don't need this attention. It doesn't put a dime in my pocket. I have to not receive a dime in, in front of none of my family members work for the Board of Ed or any other city organization. Uh, you know, I, I don't get anything out of this except for doing the right thing. You know, and so I'm always surprised when people say, Why is, you know, when, when people write you and say, Why are you giving uh, people like Darnell Ghost and a platform? You know, it's because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying something different than they're saying, that they're not willing to say, that they probably believe in, but are afraid to do it because they don't want to mess up their little mm-hmm. hustle that they got mm-hmm. going on. And, mm-hmm. and um, like I said, you know, I, before I became, uh, you know, I was always working behind the scenes. This guy was out front, and, you know, people were afraid to be near. They, they didn't want to be. They liked what he was doing. They appreciated what he was doing. I hear this stuff all the time myself, but they didn't want to be in the same room with him. They didn't want to be associated with him because they didn't want to mess up their thing, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah,
1: we got to stop being photo ops and,
2: and yeah. make, make a difference in lives. Yeah. Get up there cheesing with folks that don't have our best interests.
1: Wow. wow! Wow! Jeez, I love that. I was just you know I think
0: I, I, <laughs> I, I, just to go on board. I see more people at galas than I do um, giving out donations. I haven't been a um, gala in the, such a long time. Yeah, that's what that's, that was my thing. As you see cool. all these gala pictures, you're at that gala, that mm-hmm. gala. I, can you at least post next time that you're in a community event with a bunch of kids, like you're on a block party or a mm-hmm. block watch association meeting? Show me pictures like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, H- Howard Boyd is is fanboying you guys. A great panel. These guys are dropping knowledge. Great show. I mean, he's like, "We need a part 2." <laughs> the man is leaving. Unfortunately, Howard, this is the last. The last of my keeping it 100s here at WNHH. Uh Darnell has been and Darnell and Gary has been one of my two favorite guests. Uh, you know, <laughs> Roddy and, and, and Kimberly, eh, people. okay. They okay. <laughs> <laughs> they okay.
1: <laughs>
0: let, let me tell you, you guys. Even behind the scenes, you guys are very competitive. It's, it's just interesting to see how you know you guys are competitive all, all about how, and you're compa-, compa, you're competitive about how compassionate you are about your community. It's like mm-hmm. you try to outdo your love for your community, right. and it's like it just it's. it's what better competition can you have amongst good people? Uh,
1: like like Rodney's giving a give out a whole bunch of turkeys, so I gotta find something to do on Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta beat him. I can't I can let him beat me, man.
0: He's out there. He's out there right now giving out turkeys. You're right. He's giving but, but and he's only doing it for Dixwell and New So right. maybe maybe you can feed everyone in New Haven. I'll <laughs> do it. I'll do it. You it, out-do it. <laughs> um you know, we got we're gonna leave and and my thing is do you guys see anybody out there that can replace you gentlemen specifically, because oh. you, you got these anomalies of you, you don't, you no one's in your pocket. You're not in anyone's pocket, right? Allows you freedom of expression. Do you see any,
1: are you hoping, you, you know, it, it, it's tough because the people that we help to build up have become, when they become successful. We want them to be able to remain where they are and help other people. So they can't be as, advocates as much as we are um but i see a couple of people i mean listen there's different ways to do things right if i if i had a choice for who was who's running for mayor you know for instance rock i think is a great guy right Mm -hmm. he's but he's gonna he's gonna if if he goes into that operating room he's gonna come in with a sledgehammer Mm -hmm. right and then you got somebody like shafiq who i love to death
0: Mm -hmm. he's gonna
1: he's gonna come in with a scalpel he's Mm -hmm. gonna be a little you know a little Mm -hmm. You know, then you got people like Mike Smart, okay. you, you know, and, and, and Mike is going to come in with an invisibility outfit, you know, you don't <laughs> even though he's there, but he's doing what he has to do to make sure things gets done, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody loves the guy, you know, so, um, you know, there's so a lot. So if you had
0: to choose, I mean, if you had to choose to, to out of those three for mayor, who would you, who would you throw your, your, your way
1: behind? Listen, I'm more of a sledgehammer guy, but I know that the scalpel, you um, the scalper is cleaner, and, and people are more comfortable with so, it. So at uh,
0: 11.53 on <laughs> 11.17, Darnell Golson is uh, endorsing Shafiq <laughs> ah, <well, laughs> Do sabor I, I for I wish American he would, I wish
1: he would run. Um, I'm, I'm advocating for him to run, and I would be behind him 100% if he did.
0: Okay. All right. So we're breaking news for those who don't know. We, we are fully in. But I don't know, Gary, you're from hand you don't count. I
1: was going to tell
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> but you. Give us your two cents. I mean, your opinion is still valuable. It's still not like you don't here. know what's going on here.
2: I'm, no, I'm I'm very involved. I'm still involved. Uh, but again, politics. You look at people, their track record, what they've done, what they continue to do. If they're consistent, are they making a difference in lives of our, our, our folk in our community? Um you know, not just not just moving in all different directions, just being steady and steadfast on their beliefs. That's who I want. To, I want you know, I would support anybody that's going to do right by our folks. Uh-huh. OK, regardless. Mm-hmm. And you talk about strategic. Uh, you talk about with the scalpel and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Um, sledgehammer. I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe myself. I think I'm very... But,
0: well, he, he you said, you, you you said it. So You're nuclear. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You, 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 you must be handled with a radioactive suit, Thor. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it but, is. But
2: uh, <laughs> we, uh, we, we have some beautiful people in New Haven. Um, beautiful talent. It's just, like you said, that meeting. We used to have, you know, the folks used to meet at the
1: the Black North officials, BEL.
2: And meet and strategize. And even if you got to meet halfway listen to everybody and come up what's the best solution we know what works we know what what doesn't work but let's come up to the best solution regardless whose idea it is and move on it there it is and take care of business there it
0: okay. is okay right. man that's that's uh, we can add that to the blueprint right there Jeez. that is
2: the blueprint keeping it real right yeah. Keep it in 100. 100. remember that
1: yeah. <laughs> not, Keep 50. It real. not 50. 100 we well, stop <laughs> <it. laughs>
2: But we got to carry, we have to carry the narrative. <laughs> which, and what you are doing, which is great, you, you know, you're allowing folks from all different perspectives right. to come and talk about and, and, and right. their viewpoints, so people don't have to take what they hear and, and come to a conclusion about what they think about you. Mm-hmm. So you're giving folks a different opportunity. You get, you're exposing, um, not just exposing, but giving the opportunity to hear why. We have this mindset of why we're we in this position. And now you know. But he's leaving us, bro. He's going to spin
1: records at, at YPC. Yeah, man. but he Come knows. On, he's, got the, he's got the gift of <laughs> he can flip stuff. And I said, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it,
0: it, my goal has always been to bring my community together. I was born and raised in New Haven. I've always been bothered by the divide between the black and Hispanic community mm-hmm. to be specific, specific. I'm an anomaly in a city where I was born and raised in New Hallville. I lived in Bassett Street. I went to Lincoln Bassett. I was the only Puerto Rican there, okay? So then I when I go and I uh, go to Fairhaven, I and I see the disparity and and also the people not It's there's certain themes that are universal. Mm-hmm. Inequalities in our communities mm-hmm. are universal. They affect all of us. Kimber could come in here and say you got we got you know focus on black people and <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you there too cuz like, you know, I didn't even know that that, that Caucasians existed until I went downtown. <laughs> when I was ten years old,
2: <laughs> I grew up in. You grew up on what? I grew up on Bassett in Newhall. I grew up on Division Street.
0: Okay, Hun- all right.
1: Huntington Street in Newhall. Okay, so we all grew That's up right. in the
0: same little area. Bassett students. Me too. I was That's there with right. Eleanor Boyd and, and Verdell Roberts and them. But well, you're a little younger.
1: But I'm a little younger. <laughs> you,
0: you probably was at Ivy School with, with uh, Di- Mister um, uh, Mr. Nice. Mr. Pa- Mr. Dr. Dyke, well, Mr. Dyson mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Pavlopoulos.
1: Yes. Remember yes, him, Mr. Yes, yes. Ivy Street yes. School. Ah, look uh, at Ivy that. Street too. That's <laughs> right. Just get mugged every day walking there, but that's a whole other story. Why not? I have protection.
2: <laughs> yeah, look at that. Look at that.
0: So meeting of the minds. We all come from the same place. We all have the our, our you know our our neighbors' minds, and, and and you know we take we we're trying to hold ourselves accountable for even our neighbors' mm-hmm. well-being, yeah. and for that I thank you, gentlemen, for your time. Uh we would, in case you don't know who the voices are, it's Darnell Golton, Thank you, sir. Um Gary Tenney, thank you, sir, for your time. I do really appreciate you. it. Uh, thank you for
1: the platform.
0: Uh, yep, you. you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm emotional now because I, w- I I was giving zeros about leaving, but now then you the way you guys make, formulate it it's kinda it's, you know, now I understand the gravity of the situation yeah. and what I was doing here. Yeah. So thank you for giving me perspective. You've been listening to Keeping It One Hundred with Jose Antonio Candelario here at one oh three point five Fm W N H H New Haven Independent your home for community radio. And again, thank you so much, gentlemen. Uh final words you want you got we want the final show, final words, uh Darnell.
1: Uh don't stop. Find another Find another medium or platform <laughs> to give us a voice and whatnot. You're, you're the man, and we're gonna we're gonna count on you to do that.
0: All right. I will, I will put my creative hat on, and I will I will find I will find another mountaintop for us to, to yell from.
2: Yep. <laughs> Thank and, you. And, and if possible, if you can give us the opportunity, when you talk about sickle cell, I do at some point want to sit down and talk to you about sickle cell. Yes. With, and, and the impact we can make a difference. Yes. And we like you, if we save one soul that's doing something but uh, the work yes. of the sickle cell there's a lot of work left and uh, um, I think that's one of the one of the uh, things we really have to advocate for yes. All right
0: I will do that gentlemen Thank you so much for your time. you've been listening and, and be consistent 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 and have the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go, gotta, get, gotta go to rock for that one. <laughs> with that said, gentlemen, thank you very much. This has been keeping it 100 with Jose Canerlario on 103.5 FM WNHH New Haven Independent.org, Your home for community radio. <laughs> Porque yo ahorita Aquí lo yo Aquí voy yo